Hello, everyone, and welcome to Outside the Box Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cole, joined today by Joe Lukancic, the birthday boy. Nice. Happy 19, JoJo. Nice. Words of joy, Lukancic. <laughs> Uh, before we get into our game picks for week eight, uh, we'll go over last week's standings. For me and Joe, it was not good. This, I was, I was telling you him before the podcast that, man, this was just this whole season is really tough to pick games. A lot of upsets, a lot of just weird, weird outcomes. So we both went six and seven last week. I'm at sixty and forty six on the season, and Joe the bum is at fifty nine and forty seven. So I, I feel like. If you go look at the past couple, two, three seasons, this might be our worst uh, winning percentage up to this point. It's just been very tough. So I'm hoping uh, things start to even out as the season goes on, goes along and things get a little bit back to normal. Uh, kicking things off, though, Thursday night football, Buccaneers and the Bills. Bills offense last couple weeks has not been the same Sean McDermott, Ken Dorsey offense that we've seen in the past. Buccaneers, same thing. Both of these teams, their last two games have been super disappointing. Buccaneers, they lost pretty crappy game to the Lions two games ago. And then this week, they lost that divisional game to the Falcons. The Bills beat the Giants on Sunday Night Football, but it was like 14-10. to 10. Was it really that impressive? Not really. Yeah. And then they lost to New England. That's, that's never fun. So both teams looking to bounce back here. And I'm going to take Buffalo. They're at home, prime time. I'm going to take them here 33-20. to 20. I need their offense to rebound. I'm playing Christ in fantasy. And for those of you who, don't, who do not know, I have Allen and Diggs, Laverne and Shirley. I need them to get it done, and I, I think they will. Tampa Bay, I got them putting up 20. That could be some garbage time. Uh, I'm a Baker enthusiast, don't get me wrong, but his play the last couple weeks has not warranted my support or really my respect. So I'm going to take Buffalo here, and I'm going to continue to pick against Tampa uh, until they prove me wrong. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe I forgot. Doing things, player of the game. Josh Allen, give me uh, four four total touchdowns. Give me three passing and one rushing. Paul? Hello there, oh, Bob. Sorry, you cut out. Four total touchdowns I heard before you cut out. All right, moving on. Uh, this is a tricky one because, I mean, I, it's not like I think the Bucks are going to win because the Bucks have been terrible on offense their past two games. But both teams have struggled, as Cole said. So, uh, believe it or not – I. I was thinking about my shit fest of the week here just because it just it just screams low scoring. Like, usually when you think of the Bills, yeah. But I, I'm thinking, like, both teams near or, like, below that 20-point mark. Um, but I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I don't see the Bucks winning this game. The Bucks have stayed in these games because of their defense, but we'll see what happens. Josh Allen has to be on his game, or the Bucks will have maybe two interceptions this game off of him. But uh, I'm going to take the Bills. All right, we're both in agreement there. Getting into our Sunday slate, it's a battle at the Meadowlands. Battle of both of the New York teams. Jets going up against the Giants. Uh, both teams have been uh, earned a little bit more respect for me uh, in contrast to both the Buccaneers and the Bills. Jets have been hot. Zach Wilson, ever since that that mon- or Sunday night game, I'm sorry, uh, with, with Taylor Swift in attendance, he's been superb. And then the Giants' defense their last two games has been outstanding against both Buffalo uh, in that loss and then the, the win against the Commanders. So it's going to really depend on who's quarterback in the Giants here. Some might say that Tyrod Taylor is is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. I don't know if I agree with that yet. A little bit of a small sample size there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Jets here, though. 23-20. to 20. I, I, I'm on the Zach Wilson train. I love this Jets defense. They've been superb all season. 
And uh, unless Saquon can absolutely put the team on on his back, uh, I envision the Jets winning here and uh, kind of setting themselves up for a decent spot at making this wild card game. I'm taking the Jets here, and my doing things player of the game. Uh, Brees Hall seems a little too basic. I'm gonna go with. Hmm, I got him winning twenty three twenty. So I will say Greg Zerline game winning field goal. Oh man, uh, Greg the leg. All right, I got a number in mind. All right, three, two, one, 47. 50. Come on. Greg, the leg, a big leg right there. Uh, somebody you called a third. Leg, yeah. Damn it, same page. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to be even more. I'm going to have to agree with PP here, Paul Powell. I'm going to go with the Jets. Um, this was – oh, this is my shit fest of the week. Um, a lot of sh- there's a lot of potential shit fest this week. Um Two backup quarterbacks going at it. Uh, Zach Wilson's sort of finding a groove, a groove where he's just mid, and he won't go past that. But the Jets know their standards now, and he's gonna, he's gonna put up the the off. Um, I will say the offense will put up points. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily Zach Wilson because Brees Hall breaks off in some pretty big runs. But that's that's what we call Joe. That's what we call the Jimmy Garoppolo effect. That's exactly what he likes to do. Yeah, something like that. Good defense, good run game. He gets the credit. Giants defense has kept them in the last two games. They technically should have won the last two, and they should be three and four right now. But they are now two and five. Need to scrap for this win if they want to stay in contention for the playoffs. I think they lose. The Jets, they're going to keep their name in the conversation. As long as they're heading into week 15-16 with where they can win out if Rodgers were to return, they still have a chance. So, like you said, they, they're keeping their name. They're three and three, right? Uh, Yes. When did they have their bye week? Uh, just last week. They they week. yeah they're coming off a bye. Yeah, they beat the Bills Eagles. week one. They beat the Broncos and then they just beat the Eagles before the bye. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I think the Jets Jets are gonna win this one. Their defense is like Golden State and superb. All right, we're we're in agreement again. There getting into the next game. This one, man, it's a toss up. Jaguars going into at Chrysler Stadium to play the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Steelers, man, four and two. They're looking decent. I'm going to take them here. Yes, I am t- picking against the Jaguars for the fifth week in a row. All four of the previous weeks I've picked against them. They've won them all. They have to lose at some point. It could be this week. TJ Watt in the Pittsburgh defense has been stellar, some might say. Taking them here 24-20. Uh, Kenny Pickett's been just good enough, kind of like the, that game manager, Garoppolo, Zach Wilson, we've, we've been talking about. Uh, George Pickens had over 100 receiving yards and a touchdown last week. Deontay Johnson back from injury. I envisioned him eating up some targets. Uh, and then Najee Harris found the end zone too. So they, the Steelers offense put together one of their better performances last week against the Rams. And I think that could definitely build some momentum coming back home, especially playing against a really good team. Uh, I mentioned before, this season has been full of upsets. And I, I this isn't my upset of the week, but I – because, you know, Pittsburgh is 4-2. and two. The Jaguars are 5-2. and two. But I would consider this an upset maybe in terms of betting odds. I don't necessarily know the lines here. But I feel like ja- Jacksonville might be favored pretty heavily. But I'm taking Pittsburgh here. I think Jacksonville has to lose at some point. And uh, it, I think it could be this week. Doing things, player of the game, TJ Watt. He's going to have three sacks and a touchdown. Well, Paul... Some would like to say three for three because that's what we are. Nice. I'm also going to take the Steelers. Love the Steelers. Their defense is just like the Jets keeping them in games. So their quarterback is just, I would say, I wouldn't say much better than Zach Wilson, but it's definitely better than Zach Wilson. Pickett, um, he, he's coming around. Pickens is establishing, establishing himself as wide receiver one. Um, 
Deontay Johnson just came back from the IR. They're finding their way through the offense. <laughs> Najee Harris scored a touchdown last week. That was the first time in, like, a Coons age. And then uh, Jalen Warren also scored. So they, they beat the Rams, even though the Rams should have had a chance to win that game because that ball placement was utter bullshit. But um, Steelers won. Can't take that away from them. So this game's a little tricky because the Jags, I would say, they've been hot. Uh, how many have they won in a row? Uh were they one and two? So that means they've won five in a row, I think. Pretty sure. Because they lost to the Chiefs and then they lost to the – they won week one of the Colts, but then lost the... the following week to the Texans, right? Won five in a row. Yeah, won five in a row. So they're obviously riding hot. Um, won't be surprised at all if they win this game. But I think Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a little rough time with uh, this Pittsburgh defense. But ETN's been phenomenal, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just pound the rock with him. Uh, but I, I'm going to take the Steelers in this one uh, pretty handedly. I'm going to go Steelers 24-17. And I'll tell you, if they pound the rock with ETN, that would be the absolute worst. God, I would I would hate if it happened. Please don't do that, Doug Peterson. All right, getting into the next game, Doug Peterson's old team, the Eagles, are going into Landover, Maryland to play the Commanders. Last time, this is actually the second time these guys have played this season. Last time they played, me and Joe were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at American Family Field, but St. Paul had a decent little comeback and uh, took them to overtime. Unfortunately, though, Jake Elliott hit the game-winning field goal. So the Commanders are the home team here. They are coming off of a... What did they do last week? Oh, they lost. They lost to the Giants. Pretty embarrassing. Uh, But they're at home, divisional game, second time they've seen them. Obviously, Philadelphia's coming off a huge win, and they're the way better team on paper. So I might be kind of setting them up for an upset here. I'm not. I'm going to take Philly here 34-27, but I think it's going to be yet another close game. It's a divisional matchup. Philly's on the road, and then also the second time they've seen them. Those are my factors there on why I think the Commanders, maybe they have a shot, but I think they for sure keep it close. Uh, but this Eagles team just, just dominant, really. A.J. Brown's been superb uh, for Paul's pals sake i really would hope Devonte smith gets involved but aj brown whined after the first two games and man did he get his way he whined on twitter a little bit and he has been unbelievable down this, these past few games uh run games dominant as always jalen hurts just awesome their front seven their whole defense is great they're looking like the top team in the nfc and i see them advancing to seven and one after this one doing things player of the game screw it Give me Dallas Goddard. Two-touchdown game from Dallas G. Damn. Well, Paul, four for four. We're on impressive streak right now. Eagles. uh, Commanders played a close game last time. Went to overtime. Uh, Jake Elliott banged a field goal for the win. So, um, I'm going to have to say, I I think this one's going to be a little more dominant by the Eagles. They lost to the Jets a few – well, no. They beat – who did they just beat? Who? Eagles beat. It's me, the Dolphins. Yeah, Sunday night football. They came out with some anger, beat a very impressive Dolphins offensive team. Um, But this is another one you have to win. Division-wise, you don't want the Commanders to have any breath. Commanders, I think if they lose this game, they ship out Young and maybe even Sweat. They're going to gain a second and probably a third-round pick. So it's a lot of capital for them. I don't think it's worth it, though, because those are two proven defenders. I mean, it, it just depends. But I think the Eagles dominate here. I'm going to go hmm. – score-wise, we'll go 31-23. forgot to say, the Steelers and Jags was my game of the week. 
All right, getting into the next game, Rams and Cowboys. I think people are being a little too optimistic about the Rams. They're three and four, which I guess they they might have surpassed some teams' expectations. Maybe the Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams show has clouded some people's judgment. But these guys aren't really a playoff team. Dallas has been great. They're fresh off a of bye week. They're going to be at home. And their last game was a primetime victory against the Chargers. I think this is just all a huge recipe for success here. I got them winning 27-21. So, you know, I, I kind of serve that up to be a bit of a blowout. It's not necessarily – that's just because Stafford keeps teams in games. I think every game that they've had this year has been relatively close, even the one against San Francisco, which was pretty impressive. But I just think that's what's been – but that's what's hurt the Rams. They, they're – unable to finish to really close out and that's why I think it's going to hurt them I think they fall to three and five here uh Dallas has been shaky though they lost to the who they lose to the Cardinals and they lost one other game that was like semi-embarrassing uh Uh so never really know what's going on with this team so I could definitely I guess see them lose here but I just think we see that that typical Dallas team they're going to play some really solid defense Dak Prescott's going to do just enough good run game CeeDee Lamb hopefully gets involved and uh, the Cowboys get another win at home against the Rams. Dude, God, I keep forgetting this, Joe. Doing things, player of the game. Give me Tony Pollard. He's been, I don't want to call him bust, but a little, maybe a little sluggish the last couple games. I think McCarthy and the gang tries to get him involved early and uh, he finds the end zone twice. Well, we are now five for five, Paul. Yes, sir. Cowboys, Rams. Uh, Rams just don't have the defense. I don't think compete in this game. Cowboys. I, I feel like Rams definitely have the better offense, um, but it's just I don't think I. Either, this could go two ways, especially at games in Dallas. This is going to be a very high scoring game. I think the Cowboys score high regardless. What I think is the two differences is the Rams keep up with that and make it like a like a 42-38 Dallas win, or you're looking at maybe like a 35-10 to 10 Dallas win. I'm going to go with a 35-10. I think Dallas puts a pretty good beating on them, and uh, they take this one pretty single-handedly. I might call it a trout. Yes. All right, getting in my shit fest of the week. It's an NFC North matchup, Vikings and the Packers. Now, my strategy these last couple weeks has been Pick teams to bounce back because that's the kind of season this has been. I've been, you know, teams that come off of an embarrassing loss, I kind of pick them to win the next week. That is not the case here. Vikings, big win on Monday night against the Niners. Packers, embarrassing loss against Denver. So one would think, oh, maybe I'm going to take sneaky Packers here. They're at home. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm taking the Vikings 28-8. to Jordan Love has been borderline atrocious. Uh, I know you've been hating on Desmond Ritter a lot. I'm throwing my chalice of hate towards Jordan Love. He's been triggity trash. Uh, Jordan Addison has, has filled Justin Jefferson's shoes just fine. Uh, Alexander Madison, and we saw Cam Akers emerge a little bit. Hawkinson's great as always. Kirk Cousins has been uh, superb. This Vikings offense is cooking. Their defense just needs a little bit of a confidence boost, and I think they can get that here playing against the Packers' abysmal offense. I got them winning 28-8, and my offensive player of the game is going to be Kirk Cousins. Throws for four touchdowns. One to Cam Akers, one to TJ Hawkinson, one to KJ Osborne, and one to Brandon Powell. Fuck you! Sorry, bum, but I got the Vikings winning here in a big one. Huge bounce back win for them as they try and compete for an NFC wildcard spot. Yeah, well, six for six. 
Yes, sir. Uh, Jordan Love is atrocious. I do agree with that. Him and Ritter both. It's bad. They just lost to the Broncos last week. Um, yeah, Vikings beat the 49ers. Very impressive win there. Purdy threw two crucial interceptions. I had a shot going into Monday Night Football. It was close. Didn't come out with the win. But, uh, yeah, I think the Vikings do really well in this game. I think the big game's going to come from Madison. I think he scores. Vikings have not had a single rushing touchdown this year yet, believe it or not. And Madison's not going to get one. He's going to get two this game. I'm going to go Vikings 23-10. Okay, next game. Falcons and the Titans. Weird game. You know, the Falcon or the Titans, they dropped a two and four after that London game. Ryan Tannehill gets hurt, and then they just trade away their best defensive player. You know, after just six games, that's like punting after you get, you know, stopped for a loss and it's like second and fourteen. You don't punt on second and fourteen. You still go for it. And now they're saying that Malik Willis and Will Levis are gonna split snaps if Tannehill isn't good to go. They're treating this like a preseason game. They're treating this whole twenty twenty three season like it's a throwaway, which Maybe I kind of understand you want to see what you have. You don't want to go through a quarterback carousel. But it just seems a little too premature for me, a little too early a little on. Yeah, two and four, you know, you've, against this Falcons team that hasn't been, you know, too impressive. Coming off a bye, I think they especially could have had a really good opportunity to bounce back, and I just don't agree with that decision completely. And that's why I'm taking the Falcons here. It just seems like it's kind of what the Bears did last year. Traded away Roquan Smith, traded away Robert Quinn, and they're just kind of giving up. So I'm going to take the Falcons here. I don't like the Falcons, but it's just based on Tennessee's recent decisions. Uh, I, I don't like what I see. I, I worry for Mike Vrabel's job security. And I'm going to take the Falcons here. 17-15, bit of a clunker. Uh, my player of the game is going to be Cordero Patterson. He's going to have a kick return touchdown. Shout out to you, Cordero. I know my dad. He loves him. He loves Cordero. And uh, the Falcons get kind of a scrappy win out there in Nashville. Well, Paul, do you know what we are? I'm going to say six for seven. Seven for seven. Yes, sir. Titans seem defeated. They don't seem – they seem old, like they want to – they traded Bayard away. Henry's going to be next. No Tannehill. It's going to be the Levis and Willis show. I think the Falcons, yeah, like the big – well, no, wait. They beat the Bucs, right? Yeah, it was kind of a clunker, they, though. like – no Bijan either. That really fucked up everybody. I know Stevie P's pissed about that one, but I'm everybody's pissed. He lost me the matchup because I I have to start JT then instead. JT puts up twenty points. And guess what? Joe Da beats Casey Tiro, and I'm four and three. And Casey's also four and three. And it's a whole different story in the standings. But it's what I- in the wise words of Steve Pearson speaking to Zach Chagnoli, I do not care if the Falcons team plane <laughs> crashed the side of a mountain. That is what he said. Oh, that's classic shit right there. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Falcons take this one decently well. Their defense is not as good to put Lev- Levis into misery. I'm going to go 24-7. to uh, It's a bit of a lock of the week. Is that your lock or no? Not the lock. Well, we got my lock coming up. Patriots and Dolphins. Patriots was a fluke game. They're triggity trash. Dolphins played a very tough game against the Eagles. I'm not letting that discourage me or them. I think they come out here in a big way and get a W. 35-6. My player of the game here is going to be Jalen Waddle. Tyree Kill might not be good to go. I think Waddle steps up and finally has a really, really elite performance. And the Dolphins get back on the right track. That's all there needs to be said. Mac Jones sucks. Eight for eight. Um, but Mac Jones, although, got to give yeah. him some props. 
He did play very solid. I was just say, I don't think it's a fluke. I think they're I think, definitely going to keep this game close because the defense. What they said about J.C. Jackson, J.C. Jackson, it should show how shitty the coaching is, Los Angeles. They've paid him so much money to be a top corner. He came in already, and he's been there for two games, and I think he's allowed three catches in two games. And he got benched in Los Angeles. Staley needs to go. I I don't think the Bears will win this week. Sorry for the little spoiler. I would love it if they did, but because if they do win, Staley's got to go. They're just building false hope, and Staley's not a good coach. Sorry about the Chargers rant. I think the Patriots keep this one close. I think the Dolphins win 27-20. to Um, Dolphins, I don't know. The Bills just Bills play down to their competition. Dolphins don't give a shit. They'll beat the fuck out of everybody. Sorry, but um, <laughs> Dolphins. That's the thing. They don't play nice. I, I'm not saying the Bills do, but I mean, there's a difference between the Dolphins and Bills. I think that's why the Dolphins will win the division. But I think the Dolphins. I think the Patriots are just gaining a little bit momentum. Like you said, it kind of false hope, kind of not. But I think the Dolphins do win this game. All right, our next game is a Super Bowl rematch, but instead of Peyton Manning versus Drew Brees, it's Derek Carr versus Gardner Minshew. <laughs> and the Colts. It's a tricky one. Um, I've been a Saints believer year in, or not year, week in and week out, and they keep letting me down. Lost to the Texans, lost to the Jags, although they did keep it semi-close. Uh, I'm going to continue to ride that train. The Colts, I picked them to win last week. They competed. I loved how their run game looked, uh, but they kind of choked it at the end. Their defense... Uh, with substandard, as my dad would say. So I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints here, 31-26. Uh, the Colts are in an interesting predicament. And I think what they're going to try and do here is, is pull off another little bit of a tank job, uh, and then maybe they get Anthony Richards some, some protection. Maybe they try and go for Marvin Harrison Jr. But I think that they're going to try and lose as many games as possible. And maybe just let your New Orleans, here, you take this one. Because really, realistically, they make the playoffs. Are they going to do anything? I mean, I have a Gardner Minshew jersey in my closet. I dressed up for him as Halloween one year. I love the guy. But he's not a playoff-winning quarterback. I'm sorry. This team is not playoff-ready. So I just think they might lay down. And it's kind of like what happened when Joe Burrow got hurt for the Bengals. They did pretty bad with Brandon Allen at QB. They secured the number five pick in 2021. Boom, they got Jamar Chase. I think maybe they're going to try and do that with Anthony Richardson. Go try and let him get his Jamar Chase. Uh, so I'm going to take the Saints here. It's just a little bit of my uh, conspiracy theory. And my doing things player of the game is going to be Alvin Kamara. I mean, this guy, he's had over 20 touches in every single game he's played. They're feeding him that rock. Derek Carr, we never really knew him as a guy who threw to the check down in Las Vegas. But maybe that's just because Josh Jacobs was a terrible pass catcher. Now he's got one of those guys. And it seems like he's thrown to Alvin Kamara almost every time he's dropping back. Uh, he's been a great weapon for them. And I think he contributes to this victory in a big way. He's going to be doing lots and lots of things. Well, Paul, this is where we differ. I'm going to take the okay. Colts in this one. I said this was a tricky one. Both teams blew big leads. I went, nah, both teams blew games they should have won last week. Um, Jags were up most of the game. Saints had a shot to go to overtime, I believe it was, right? Or was that to win the game from that touchdown pass? It was 24 to 24. Saints tied it up with a Michael Thomas touchdown. Trevor Lawrence threw a little drag to Christian Kirk, and he took it like 60 yeah, yards. So it had been to OT, yeah. But Saints had a shot to be in that game. They blew it. Colts were up pretty decently against the Browns. PJ Walker, that was a shootout. That would that was not on my bingo card. I don't think two backup <laughs> quarterbacks just going ham. That was a fun game to watch. 
And I feel like this one could be in the same contention just because of the running backs. Like you said, I think that's why the reason I'm not saying it's not working for them, but Carr was relying. He's becoming too comfortable with it. It's something like it's like smoking. Well, compared to smoking, right? He's addicted to the nicotine, which is Alvin Kamara. He's dick, uh, not dick. Well, he is dumping that ball to Kamara, which is fine. You're getting your yards like that. But. I don't think it's helping them win games necessarily. Ever so what I'm saying is that throwing the ball to your running back is like vaping. Like, oh, it's good. It's nice. It's good for fantasy. But the side effect is you're losing games. Exactly. So and you're losing your lungs effect. right it's there. Easy. Exactly. Perfect example. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I think this is the battle of the running backs. I think JT and Kamara. I'm going to say JT and Kamara both score two touchdowns. Um, but then there's the other flip side of this game where it could be, completely be a shit fest. And the final score is like 16 to 10 or something like that. It, there's two sides to this. It all depends what comes out. I'm taking the Colts regardless. I know you said they kind of like like the tanking. Minshew's got something to prove. He can get a starting job next year. I just don't think he's going to take that lightly. And the coaching has been outstanding in Indianapolis. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong. It's just with New Orleans, I just don't like Dennis Allen personally. Colts are putting it together. They should have won last week. If they win this week, they are five and three. Like that's crazy to think about for a team. I'm not saying it's crazy. It is a little shocking because I had them at five and twelve, so they would already be where I had them going in. But now they're they're three and four. Yeah, yeah. So I I think they do win this game though. Uh, I think they win twenty one seventeen. It's ironic, though. It's funny because you, you made that nicotine addiction with all that vaping that you do. It's just kind of funny. that you, Bad habit. I got to stop. You got to cu- cut that out. All right. Next game, my upset of the week, Texans and the Panthers. This Carolina team is not an 0-17 team. I don't think this Texans team is as good as they've shown. I'm taking Carolina here at home. They got to win at some point, right? I think this is – I was looking down their schedule. This is one of the better opportunities that they have. God, I hope it's not against the Bears on Thursday night. That would be very embarrassing. Uh, So I think they do it here. Uh, Battle of the number one versus number two pick. I just think Bryce Young gets it done. They're not that bad of a team. They got some pieces. They got Brian Burns. They got J.C. Horn. They've got Adam Thielen, who's been superb. They're going to have to put it together. I got them winning 30-24 to here in overtime, actually, on a game-winning touchdown from, hmm, DJ Chark. I don't even know if he's healthy, but we're going to say he, he he does some things. We'll give him the doing things award of the game just for scoring that touchdown. And this is really just based on the logic that I don't really am. I'm not too confident in the, in that Texans team. I think that there's maybe a little bit of a, a nasty undercarriage there that has not showed yet. And then with the Panthers, they got to win at some point. I think they do it here. It's kind of a ballsy pick looking to, uh, you know, get that advantage over U and Z in the standings. So I'm just kind of going out on a limb, and I'm going to take Carolina. I do. It was it was a tough decision for me too because this is definitely a game where the Panthers would win, and I it just seems like a game the Texas Texans lose. I mean, that's where it's one of those. But I think I got to ride with the Tex- Texans or what? They're three and fours, but oh no, they're three and three. Uh, yeah, they had a bye. Um, but that's why I'm going to take the Texans in this one, just because. They could put themselves over the Colts pretty well and the Texans really well and with the uh, our Titans really well. And if the Jags lose, that puts them down to five and three, one game back of the division, which is kind of crazy. But um, they're they're showing Demar D'Amico Ryan's has came in there and he's just been phenomenal, better than Sychen, 
definitely the best hire so far, I would say, is coaches this offseason. Um, he's just been killing it. And Stroud's looked pretty good, too, through his first pick. But, I mean, like you said, this is a game Panthers could win. I think I could see the Panthers dominating on offense this game, too, where, like, they went up big against the Dolphins. They do that against the Texans this game. They're going to win this game. Dolphins are trained to come back. They score fast. They score quick. And they, they put it on you so fast, pause, that you don't know what's coming. And the Texans, I don't think, have that burner yet. So if the Panthers come out hot, they're going to win. I just don't see that happening. I'm going to take the Texans in this one. We're going to go a little funky school. We're going to go 25 to 15. If Nick Peter had to provide a one-word adjective to describe score. <laughs> Thank you. All right, next game, we got Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Geno Smith, and the Seahawks going up against P.J. Walker and the Browns. Ew. Uh, I think that was a bit of a fluke game. I'm not a P.J. Walker fan. There's a reason that Tyson Bajant beat him out in in the preseason for the Bears, and there's a reason that he got cut. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle here 24-13. to Kenneth Walker show took a bit of a – a bit of a brief stop last week uh, in Seattle's game against Arizona. I think he picks things right back up. Jackson Smith and Jigba got in the end zone. Shout out to the second baseman from the Providence Catholic Celtics. Uh, I envision him doing some big, big things down the stretch. This is going to be your classic Seahawks game. You know, the Seahawks never really run up the score. They they probably cash in like two touchdowns and like three field goals. Defense, Their defense has actually been rather impressive. I know last week they played Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals, so nothing too crazy there. Uh, but they, they were able to shut down Joe Burrow and the Bengals a decent amount. And they've, they've kept their opponents in check, really, besides that Detroit game. But they won that one anyways. So I think Seattle keeps things rolling. And now with uh, San Francisco's loss, uh, their two losses in a row to Cleveland and Minnesota, Seattle's got a shot at this division. If they beat Cleveland here, I think they're set up nicely. I'm going to take them here 24-13. to 13, And Kenneth Walker is going to be my doing things player of the game. This is where I think... This might cost me a little bit, but I think I'm going to do this in my upset of the week. I'm going to take the Browns over the Hawks. I'm buy- I am think it's something bad to do, but I'm buying into this narrative of P.J. Walker right now. I mean, he has done – well, Bears had him. So, I mean, oh, my God, the Spurs took the lead. Shit. Sorry. But, uh, anyways, it's just P.J. Walker has gone in there with – I mean – He's done things, Cole. He's done things. I mean, are you outside right now? No, I'm inside. It's the air thing. A little windy in there, Bob. It's the, it's the wind. Uh, I know he's not. I mean, last against the Colts, they put up 39 points, and he didn't pass for a single touchdown. But he beat the Niners, and he beat a very scrappy Colts team. Uh, I don't know if it's enough to buy into. I'm going to buy into it, though. Their rushing game has been solid. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns last week. Jared Ford, they combined for, like, a total of 130 rushing yards last week. Um, their defense keeps them in games, too. Miles Garrett basically single-handedly won them that game last week. He had one of the best defensive performances I've ever seen. He had two sacks, a forced fumble, a blocked punt or field goal, I think it was. A blocked sick. Yeah, he... That was ridiculous. Um, and he's the type of player where they could stay healthy. That that could get them to the playoffs. Watson's being a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> complaining about his fucking shoulder. 
he just very clearly wasn't ready he, for that. He wasn't ready, and he's just soft. He's just soft overall. I, I don't know if the whole situation from before just softened him, but he's just soft. He, he makes burners on Twitter. I keep seeing all this junk. He is just a soft person overall, and he he doesn't seem like a like a team leader. No, type he's of guy. just there for his own personal being, and that's how it was in Houston. And I know he's a good talent. Whatever this, that is the biggest mistake ever. I don't care if the Browns win this. They could do anything but win the Super Bowl this year. As long as they, if they win the Super Bowl, it kind of defeats the person. But that was a waste of money. You could definitely, they could have definitely found Richardson in the draft this year, traded up a little bit instead of using all those picks to send to the Texans this year. It's just, I don't know. The Texans, though, for their pick for the Cardinals, that thing just keeps going down, and good for them because that's where Texans bought to themselves. They sent them the Browns pick. The Browns have been solid too this year, so. uh but anyways, yeah, he's just a soft person. P.J. Walker, he also has things to prove. I think they go out there and barely edge the Seahawks here. Um, I'm gonna actually going to take this one in a pretty high-scoring game too, but I think the impact of Miles Garrett. Um, Frank Clark just signed with the Seahawks. I don't know if he's going to be ready this week, but that's another edge to the Seahawks defense. He's no Miles Garrett, but um, I'm going to go 28-24 Browns. Interesting. All right, next game, another 3 o'clock slot. This is – a very solid game. Bengals and the 49ers. I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago, but these two teams squared off in Cincinnati, and I believe it went to overtime. I think it was a really, really fun game. Uh, I see another one of those happening, and the Bengals fresh off of a bye week. I got them winning here 24-17, going into enemy territory. It just seems exactly like what happened last season. The only caveat being Joe Burrow wasn't hurt last year, but it seems like he's... uh, been nursing that ankle. It's an ankle, correct? Who? Uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, calf. Calf. He's been nursing it back to health, and it seems like he's damn near 100% now, and that, that was solid. Brock Purdy, he is not invincible. He's lost two in a row. I know it's hard to envision him and the Niners losing three in a row, but I could I could see it happening here. Um, and then that's not a knock on the Niners. I still think they're going to rebound. They're going to be a great squad easily a playoff team here, but a lot of these teams go through ups and downs and it just feels that San Francisco never really has had that over their last like 15 games. I think they were like 13 and two or something. So it had to happen at some point. It's understandable. And that's why I'm going to take Cincinnati here. It's a bit of a risky pick. I admit, but I just really like what Joe Burrow uh, did in his last game against the Seahawks. He's fresh off a bye. That's another week for that, for that calf injury to heal. And, uh, I think he goes in and gets a W. If if Kirk Cousins and that awful Vikings defense could beat the Niners and P.J. Walker and the Browns could beat the Niners, I, I it's hard to imagine a situation that Joe Burrow, you know, doesn't at least make it close. So I think it's going to be a very, very solid game. Game of the week candidate, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati here. And am I doing things, player of the game? I've been saying it all week, T. Higgins. Uh, now, I'm not a huge advocate of him for fantasy because just Joe Burrow likes to pick and choose his targets. But that guy's too good of a talent to be just completely phased out of the offense. It's been the Jamar Chase show the last three, four games. I think T. Higgins bounces back, and he puts up a pair of touchdowns. I mean, Paul, this is damn near a lock of the week now because do you know who's playing quarterback for the 49ers? Sam Darnold. Correct. Um Bengals. I think it, no, it's the same I, thing. As- I know. I, I definitely could see Darnold at least putting it same. Like you said, same thing as PJ, same thing as Gardner. I, Sam Darnold's just he sees fucking ghosts. I think Juan Rico could throw for a couple of touchdowns in the Shanahan system. 
possibly could. I mean, you're t- talking about me being the next Tom Brady in that offense. But <laughs> uh, Bengals are going to take this one, I think, pretty handedly. I'm going to go 35-21. Um, like you said, the 49ers, this will be their third straight loss. And that's why I was kind of debating with the Dolphins, because Dolphins last year, when they lost a game, I mean, this year, because they lost the Bills, then won, then lost the uh, Eagles, they seem to go in, like, losing slumps. And I just – I don't know. Because I had the Niners at 9-8 and eight making the playoffs this year, and I don't know. It just it just seems like they could definitely go into a losing slump here. Uh, they got the Bengals, and then who do they got after the Bengals? I, I thought it was another tough game. Uh, I think you're – it might be – uh, I don't know, I'll get back to you on that. I got it. Uh, Bengals to Jaguars. Jags and then Bucks, Seahawks, Eagles. It's definitely not easy for them. They got a tough schedule coming up. Um, I definitely can see Jacksonville winning that game. I think they'll trounce the Bucks. Seahawks could – oh, at Seattle, Thursday night football. That's going to be a good game. God damn it, Kenneth Walker didn't practice today. Ugh. Yes. Yes, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna take the Bengals on this one. It was close to a lock of the week. Now that I saw that Sam Darnold was playing quarterback, but yep. All right, next game, AFC West matchup: Chiefs and the Broncos. And as soon as you hear those those three words, Chiefs versus Broncos, Ugh. all you need to know: Patrick Mahomes, I believe, has never lost to the Broncos in his career. I cannot envision that changing here. I got the Chiefs winning 37 to seven. And my doing things player of the game is going to be Marquez Valdez Scantlin. I was talking to Casey about this. That guy is too talented to to receive as little of targets as he does. He's like six foot four, six five, unbelievable speed. He should be like a dog, like a wide receiver one in an offense. And I guess you could maybe say he's the X. He's he's the wide receiver one on the depth chart, but he doesn't receive wide receiver one targets. That's understandable when you got a, like a guy, a guy like Travis Kelsey in there. But other than that, it should be the MVS show in terms of the wide receiver room, and it just hasn't. Rasheed Rice, second round pick, has done some things. I was considering him for player of the game, but I don't say MVS. He's just too talented. Uh, I got him going for six, six receptions, seventy eight yards, and a touchdown, and he's going to take an end around for thirty six yards. So he's going to have a hundred all purpose yards and uh, be a decent decent contributor. I just see everyone eating. Like I said, 37-7, to seven, I think everyone's going to get their fair share. And uh, it's no fun picking Travis Kelsey every week. So I'm going to take MVS in this one. Uh, stupid question, but who the hell are the Chiefs facing? I did not have them on my list. I I just said that, bum. The Broncos. Sorry, that just totally skipped my list this week. Well, I mean, I would have had this as my lock of the week, but I do have a we're, we're going to double lock this week. I know it's a rare occurrence of that, but uh, this is going to be one of my locks. I totally forgot about this game. Uh, 42-10, Chiefs. Real quick with us there. Okay, last day game, Ravens and the Cardinals, and this is just a classic Baltimore Ravens game. Let's just be honest. The Cardinals are trying to lose games, and if they're trying to win games, they're very bad at it. All on this one. Uh, so I, I got Baltimore winning 21-6. to six. It's just going to be ground and pounds. And the Ravens don't really pour it on typically, but they did last week. And I think they just did that for a little bit of cautionary effects because Detroit's offense is known to be explosive. But they're going to play Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. I think once they go up by like three possessions, that'll be it. I got them going up 21-0. I got the final being 21-6 to six here. 
Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be doing things. Mark Andrews is going to be doing things. But my official player of the game is going to be Gus Edwards. I think he's really emerged at the top, like, running back here for the Ravens. Justice Hill's got some decent receiving work, and he's kind of been, like, the scat back. But Gus Edwards has been the goal line guy. He's been the power guy. He's been just the main back. And I see him having a big game here because they're going to be running this football a lot, especially in the second half. And I just think it's going to be a typical boring Ravens game. But Lamar Jackson wins football games, and that's the name of the game in the NFL. You try and win, not put up as many points. So I got I got Baltimore winning. Yeah, like you said, this is a typical Baltimore game. I think they're going to kick the shit out of them. I'm going to go 34 to 6. Um, this is probably the end of Dobbs' tour this week. I think Murray will return the week after. There's really no reason for him to return. He's only going to hurt them. Um, but maybe – because it's like a lose-lose situation for them. They play well, they lose picks. They play shitty, they get the pick, but they also wasted that money on a quarterback that won't play for them again. So I, I don't know how that's going to work. It's just uh, things aren't looking good in Arizona and after this game. They don't look much better. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take 34-6 Ravens. All right. Sunday night football, my game of the week. Tyson Bajan in the Bears coming off of a big win, going into SoFi to play Brandon Staley in the Chargers. And uh, I would say that's one of my more accurate picks. I had some pretty brutal ones this year. Like I had Jacksonville being eight and nine missing on the playoffs. I, I can't see that happening. They're five and two right now. I had the Giants going to the Super Bowl. They're two and five. So uh Chargers one of my better ones. I had them going, I think, six and eleven. And right now they're they are two and four, I believe. I don't think they've had their have they had their bye? Uh, who? Jacksonville? The Chargers. Oh, no. So that they're two and five. That's that is no boy. Yeah, both teams are two and five. Especially if they lose this one to the Bears, go down to two and six. We were talking about it earlier. Brandon Staley might get the boot after this one. If you get embarrassed by a, a D two quarterback, undrafted free agent, I'm... I honestly hope they do because it's it's bad. Well, guess what, Joe? I have that happening Good for you. I I've in the Bears seven games so far. I've been one and six on game picks. I've you, gotten you, the Bears are just Bears one game, game wrong. Bears are one game away from one. being in the hunt. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But I, I've been crazy inaccurate with the Bears. I'll just take it through it. Week one against the Packers, I had us winning. We did oh, not win week two against the Buccaneers, I had us winning. We did not. Week three against the Chiefs, hooray, I got that one right. We got killed. Week four, I had us bouncing back and beating the Vikings. Uh correct? Was it the Chargers no. are two and Chargers are two and four. They had their bye week five. I forgot about that. Who did we play week four after the Broncos? Broncos, sorry. I had us beating the Broncos. Blew that lead. Week five, I had us, oh, man, we're, we're 0-4. I got us losing to the Commanders. Nope, we come out and dominate. Week six, then, was Minnesota. I had us winning that one coming off of the Thursday night win. We lose. And then week seven against the Raiders, Tyson Bajant first game. Oh, no way we win, and then we do. So I've been terrible at jinxing this. I'm going to take the Bears here. Uh, Tyson Bajant, man, they, they've kind of been nursing him. He didn't have too many passes downfield. But, man, Deontay Foreman is a dog. He's like a he's like a mini Derrick Henry. He's so good at breaking tackles. He filled David Montgomery's shoes perfectly. I really hope when both of our running backs come back, he's not a, a healthy scratch. I just think the Roshan Johnson pick was a waste of a pick. Great running back. He's just not needed. When you have – the speed guy, Khalil Herbert, and the power guy in Foreman. You didn't need Roshan. Maybe that's for the future, but that's just my opinion there. Um, 
it's, I envision kind of the same thing, you know, not too many deep shots downfield, a lot of play action, but hey, that was the recipe for success. I understand that the Chargers are a significantly better team than the Raiders, even though the Raiders have a better record, which is a little odd. Um, but I just think, yeah, Brandon Staley is going to shoot him in the foot again. This play calling, Kellen Moore has been semi-disappointing. This has seemed to really be the the Keenan Allen show all day long. I'd like to see Eckler get involved uh, as he's one week separated from that injury. And uh, unless something crazy happens, I, I guess not something crazy, but unless I see a change in their game plan and their scheme, I can see the Bears winning this one, and I, I do have the Bears winning it. I hope I don't jinx it, and uh, I think it's going to be doing things. Player of the game is going to be, yet again, Deonta Foreman. He had three touchdowns last week. I got him having just two this week, but he's going to have over 100 rushing yards yet again. And uh, let's go Bears. Bear down, baby. This is a tricky one. Uh, I love both teams. And uh, you think it's Devon Foreman. Foreman's impressive, but Roshan's coming back. I think this could be the Roshan emergence game. Um, However, I just feel like there's too much on the line for the Chargers. But the Bears, on the other hand, they have the Saints the week after. I think that's a winnable game with Fields coming back. Um, I still think if the Bears Bears win this game, they got a shot. Uh, but that's what people don't understand. It goes after this. It's, I want to say it's Chargers, Saints, and then uh, Vikings again. I think well, the Panthers are some. No, no, no. Never mind. You're right. Bye, Panthers, Vikings. That's four games right there. You could they, they win four in a row, and guess what? You have a five over five hundred record. There's a lot at stake. Basically, the loser of this game is out of the playoffs. Uh, both sides because Chargers move to two and five. If not, they move to three and four. Bears win, they go to three and five, uh, possibly four and five heading into bye week. I think there's just too much at stake for the Chargers. I don't think they trounce the Bears. Bears might keep it close for a little bit, but I think the Chargers end up taking this one like 34 17. Um, it'll be a tough one, but hey, if, if Bayesian wins this game, there's a good shot we might not see Fields still after the bye week. Uh, healthy or not, because uh, if he can beat the Saints, that's a three-game winning streak. You haven't had one of those since. I couldn't even fucking tell you. Uh, not it's not like uh, maybe it's just because here's the thing: it just it all depends on what the Bears want to do. If he's winning you games, you really can't take him out of the situation. I'm not saying Fields couldn't do that, but it, it's just like there's a new energy, a new vibe, a new presence, and the team's taken with it. And it's nothing against Fields, but He's just doing he, – he's got fire under his butt right now. and it's, it's You you drop F-bombs on the daily, and you just said the word butt on our podcast. I know. I, I Sometimes it just slips. I, I don't know. I, Chargers are going to take this one, I think. Well, you you were talking about the, the that newfound energy in the Bears, and I, I, I can attribute that to one thing. We love to give shout-outs in this podcast. We haven't done it in a while. Typically, it was to Tom Brady or Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I'm going to give a shout-out to Matt Eberflus and the Bears' defense. If you go through their last three games, uh, Thursday night against the Commanders, really shut down Sam Howell. Uh, That was awesome to see. Then the next week against Minnesota, they held Minnesota to just one offensive touchdown, I believe. I think it was just Jordan Addison, maybe two at the most. Really shut them down. Kept Tyson Bajan, who just got thrown into the game after Fields got hurt. Kept the Bears in it. And then last week against the Raiders, really, really awesome. Had a pick six. Actually had two – or no – 
Did we have three interceptions? Yeah, Jalen Johnson had two, and Tremaine Edmonds had one. This Bears defense has been locked down, and it's really been able to help the offense, put them in some good scoring positions, and, uh, yeah, just good opportunities there. Real quick. Go ahead. I mean, I got to do this. We are going to Monday Night Football. Nice. Monday Night. Raiders and the Lions. Uh, this game sucks. The Lions are going to win 44-17. to 17. Dan Campbell. <laughs> He got embarrassed. Yes. Tell, he is not a fan of that. Uh, Joe loves that because he's got Gibbs and Florida, but not Jared Goff. Um, yeah. And my doing things, player of the week, 44-17. Let's go hmm, Jameer Gibbs. He had a touchdown last week. I've been seeing all these people say, sell high on Gibbs, sell high on Gibbs. In terms of fantasy, they don't think he's going to uh, continue to perform, but I think he does. I just think whoever is this lead back, in the Detroit offense is going to be able to eat. So I think Montgomery sits out another week and uh, Gibbs is going to be able to eat, especially with the Lions being up early. I envision the second half, he's going to get a ton of care, ton of carries, a lot of looks. And I think he had what? Did he have nine receptions last week against the Ravens? Yep, 10 targets. That, he had uh, 14.8 points in fantasy just based off receiving. That's um super encouraging. Little mini Kamara. That's what everyone envisioned him as. And that, that was the type of performance he put up last week. Uh, against a very weak Raiders team. Have they announced a starter yet? Uh, sounds like Jimmy G is going to be good to go, but if not, I got to imagine it's going to be O'Connell. I would hope so. Brian Hoyer really disappointed me last week. Uh, I don't think it's it's going to matter. I hope they would trade Devontae Adams at the deadline and get something for him because uh, I don't know in exactly his contract details, but I you got to assume he's going to walk when he has the chance. I would just trade you know whatever the best offer you can get for him, just deal him out especially to a team that's needy at the deadline. They might overpay for him, similar to what the Bears did last year with Chase Claypool. I think they could easily get a first-round pick and more for Devontae Adams. So uh, I, just, I, I hope they sell there for their, their team's sake. But, yeah, Detroit wins this one big time on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I have to agree. They got embarrassed last week. I don't care how up they go big, uh, go how big they go up. I think they're just going to – Pound the Raiders, and uh, you're potentially looking at 45 to like 24, something like that. Uh, if Montgomery plays, Gibbs and Montgomery are both gonna have a field day. I could see both over 20 points fantasy wise, both with a touchdown. Gibbs more receiving wise, but uh, I think that's where you saw how Gibbs played last week. I know it was a loss, you were down the whole time, but like that's encouraging. If I'm a coach, like he broke a touchdown free. I know it's just one game, but I I don't know why the purpose of signing Montgomery to three years. I, I get you get the double back, but you're just taking away so much time from a guy who should be playing and mostly a, every time. A running back is the most valuable when they have the least amount of mileage. Exactly. This is going to be his most explosive, his most agile, and it's kind of going to waste. It's not going to be it. It's going to be a very dominant Monday night football. Uh, Lions are going to take this one big time. There it is, our full 16-game slate. Nobody had a bye this week. Uh, we will hopefully see you guys next week for week nine. Uh, I will be in Alabama, though. Maybe we do a it live from Alabama podcast. That would be kind of sick. But before we go, guys, I want you to bring it in. Bring it in real close. Drugs, drugs, drugs. If you guys ever even think about doing drugs, I will never talk to you again. Stay off of them!